0: Game Report. As always, I am one half of your co host, Triple D. Across from me, as always, is.
1: This is Carlos D. What's going on, my man?
0: Not much, man. Uh, how are you? How are things going?
1: I'm well. Feeling good? Another wonderful week in the books. How about yourself, huh? Anything good going
0: Pretty chill over here. Um, not that much of an eventful weekend, but, you know, here we are getting ready to kick off another week. Uh, well, by the time you hear you people hear this, um, it'll be Tuesday, so we'll already have started the week. I hope you guys have been off to a great start by this point. Uh, we are here to discuss Power Season 6, this week's episode, Like Father, Like Son. Uh, before we get right into the episode, I gotta, I gotta retract something from last week, one of my theories. You were absolutely right, Leela Lauren's name is in their credits. Even when she doesn't appear in the episodes, um, I think I saw Jerry Ferrara's, but once I saw Leela Lauren, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then I just sort of stopped paying attention. So um, I, I still think they get those checks even when they're not in the episode, which is even better for them.
1: Yeah, I think uh, once you, I mean, I think it depends on what your status is as far as your contract and what they list you as your role. So if you like a starring character, even if you die early in the season, I think you still get at least a credit in the title sequence. You know, throughout the entire year, because I've, I've been seeing Angela's name or Lila Lawrence's name the entire season, and I and I made sure to look at it this week, and I did see Jerry Ferrar's name in it, and I saw her name in it, and I was thinking about your theory where you said if they in the flashback, um, what well, the you know the recap, you know, Jerry Ferrar was in the recap, but I don't remember seeing Angela in the recap, but her name was still in the credits this week, so I think that is correct. All
0: right, so um. This week's episode picks up right where last week's episode, after the um, 48 hours, uh, the longest 48 hours of the, of the crew's life, has come to a, a, con- a conclusion with Tariq being home, well, brought, being brought home safely. Uh, Tommy and Ghost pretty much figuring out what the other one has just figured out um, as far as the death of Proctor and Tariq's involvement. Um, as far as we know, Vincent is out of the picture. And everyone had a good night until Tariq was waking up in probably the worst ways you'd ever want to wake up. And that's with a gun to your face and not just a gun to your face, a gun put to your face by your own father. Um, Well, we didn't even. Well, we already here now, so we might as well well keep on diving and we'll get to how we felt about the episode as a whole at the end. Um, Good morning, Tariq. Uh, How would you feel about that that starting scene? Uh,
1: this, it was funny. It just made me think of like a real life story. Uh, so my grandfather once did this, to not to me, but to my uncle. Uh, my uh, uncle had taken his uh, car without his permission. Uh, and, and granted, my uh, uncle wasn't a, a, a teenager uh, when this happened. He was a grown man. Uh, uh, like I was alive, so he was probably, uh, I don't know, probably in his late 20s at this point. Or well, maybe early 30s even. But he had taken my grandfather's car without permission. And my grandfather pulled a gun on him. It was like, You ever take my car again, uh, you know, I'm gonna use this on you. So that it immediately that's what the Jeez. first thing I was thinking about uh as I was watching I'm this episode in that scene. Um but uh, I think this was uh a good a good opening line. It it, it brought some uh, impact to the show. Um and it shows like how calculating ghosts can be because Tariq tried to pull, like, don't pull that scared shit, uh, you know, that scared straight stuff on me, and then Ghost had a whole plan already thrown out in his mind, like, uh, you know, when he went straight to Dear, you know, officer, I don't know, what's wrong with my son, he just got kicked out of school, yeah. he lost his sister, <laughs> uh, maybe he just took himself out of the world, I failed him as a father, so it wasn't just that he had a gun on him, it was also he had a backstory ready to go to right. let, you know, Tariq know how serious he was. So, man, what you think about
0: that? Uh, I- Caught me off guard, but, like, it was so right on time and necessary. Um, this was the first of two, uh, reality checks that Tariq would get as far as the fact that, like, and the the words have been, you know, uttered throughout this episode, like, you're smart, but you're not as smart as you think you are, and this is not the life for you. Like, this, this is not what you want to mess with, um. For a quick second, I was like, "Why would he leave the gun?" Um, but then we, we obviously find out that the, that the, the bullets are are blanks. Um, no, it's no bullets. It wasn't loaded. Right, right. Well, just as like one of those things, where just like okay, does he take it back from at some point, or is that gonna come come into play later on? Um, but yeah, he he definitely. This was definitely reality check number one, uh, followed by the second one of them walking into what's left of the penthouse. And uh, the the crazy thing was just like, he, he obviously brought him there for, you know, the money and everything. Uh, but I think he also wanted him to see like, this is, this part of this happened because of you. You let this happen. You facilitated this, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you know it or not, you facilitated this. Um, as well as he pretty much, he pretty much told Tariq, like, look, you lied to me, and I'm supposed to be your father. You lied to me for your uncle, and you got some—not only did you get someone killed, he could have killed me. Regardless of the fact that Tariq is like Uncle Tommy promised, he doesn't understand the gravity of what's happening. Like, if Ghost would have been home, you know, there's no way Tommy would have fired all those shots and be like, excuse me, Ghost, could you move for a second? I have an agreement with Tariq. It, no. Um, Tariq was naive and this was this was reality check number
1: one um, I mean yeah I think you, you, you're right on that I think he wanted to show him that uh, Tommy the destruction Tommy caused in this particular situation um, and what Tommy is capable of and like how because another part of it was like let him know that yo know, Tommy is not our family Tommy would have hurt not only well Tommy you know destroyed our penthouse but like you said if I was here you don't know what time Tommy would have been coming. You don't know what time. All you did was unlock a back door and leave. And Tommy and yeah. all you have was Tommy's word that he wouldn't hurt your dad. But like you said, if he would have came at three o'clock in the morning and I'm ahead in the bedroom sleep and he's shooting off this gun, blowing up half the apartment, I would have came out the bedroom and I don't think Tommy would have hesitated to shoot me um, in that particular situation. Like, cause yeah. he, he doesn't know Tommy has a, uh, uh, this deal with uh, Jason, like Tariq doesn't know this, that Tommy has a deal with Jason, that neither one of them can hurt each other, uh, you know. Ghost or um Tommy he doesn't know that so all he knows is that his father could have been caught up in this in this uh crossfire
0: exactly um they go to they go to Raina's room and you honestly the way they kind of set it up it's like you kind of you you sort of think that you seeing that Tariq seeing the destruction that Tommy caused to their house i was kind of hoping that like he would see how Tommy had no problem sh- not only shooting up the house but shooting up Raina's room would kind of snap Tariq into like oh wow this is this is real this is this is heavy way heavier than i expected but no um they're pretty much there to get the rest of uh his stash um they have the the discussion about how you know he it, Tariq pretty much plays him out that like yeah you um you don't know you didn't know your daughter as well as you thought you did like you know ghost is like she renee didn't have any secrets he's like no she everybody has secrets um what tripped me out about that the funniest thing about that whole interaction was when ghost takes the money and to legit was mad like he thought he was gonna let him keep the money like yo you robbing these like well one Corner boys get robbed, you know, dope boys get robbed all the time. It's part of the game. Two, dude, like, did you, you weren't supposed to be doing this to begin with. Like, has that, how has that not sunk into you? Like, after everything you just caused, and he, he comes clean about the fact that he was in on the scam, uh, to, to split the, the, the two, the two mil, um, but like what, after all this, this chaos you've, you've, you've helped cause. Why would you think he would let you keep that money? Come on, man. Smart enough, Tariq. Like, as always, you're smart, but you're also dumb. I also like the way Ghost was talking
1: to him in these particular scenes. The aggression, like most of the other talks in the past is always like, oh, I'm trying to make a better life for you, son. You know, yada, yada, yada. But in this one, he was just telling him straight up, like, this, that, getting in his face, pushing him around. So I think he was finally trying to take a, like I said, kind of a scared straight, but a tougher stance for him. Because of all the other tools they tried to use in the past. Uh, trying to explain to him working. what the better life is just aren't working yet. So it was good. I, I liked how Ghost kind of really started being you know, better late than never. A more involved in this child's life and kind of being more of a, 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 a tougher father when it comes to that discipline. Instead of having his mind on a whole bunch of other things that he usually is involved
0: in. Yeah. So from there we go to uh, Lakeisha's place. Um, mm-hmm. Where she pretty much Kind of lays it down that like okay, what are we gonna do? Um, oh, funny thing about that scene, I, I happened to pause it to take a note about Tariq being dumb, thinking he's gonna get to keep the money, and it just so happened to be the shot where she's walking around the corner, and you, in the background, you see what's what's a, what has to be Cash's room because the name Cash is on the door, and I was like, oh, well, we're never gonna see, we're not gonna see that door open. I can almost guarantee it. Um, where is Cash? Um, but Keisha doing everything she can to, to somewhat be the, the, re, the voice of reason and which makes perfect sense to a degree, but at the same time, she, she doesn't understand that like, yeah, you two have been through this, what you're going through at this moment for a short term, but you, you can't expect Tommy, a a, a, a dog loyal a you know what I'm saying a dog loyal person like Tommy to just cut off Tariq um like he loved those kids you know what I mean so like to to really expect him to just cut Tariq off cold turkey um I thought that was just kind of unreasonable it was definitely one of those things where she she really thought she had that kind of sway it's like Tommy was being legit with cutting off Tasha and Ghost but like even though it's it's weird to think that they could still he could still have a relationship with Tariq, I still think it was out of line for her to think that. Um, well, this is, of course is before they find out what Tariq did directly. Um, to think that he could just cut him off like so easy. Um, I mean, we this, also get. Go ahead.
1: You know, I'm saying this was like a, a the a, the first in a long line of Keisha really trying to put her foot down when it came to the separation between. Tommy and his past life as part of Ghost's family, um, and I, you know I wasn't shocked in this in this particular part that Tommy was reluctant to give up Tariq, even with all the situation Tariq had put him in, all the badness that they had been over the last forty eight hours. Just because, like we've seen multiple times, Tommy is desperate to have a family, and while he does have Keisha and Cash in his life, you know how long is they how long has this been going about? I don't know, six months, if that? I don't even know if it has been if that long. That,
0: that's being generous. That, yeah, so he's not going to give up. I'd give it four.
1: Yeah, if that. He's not going to give up a, a kid he's known his entire life. And I think, what, well, Tariq is 15, 16 or something along those right. lines in the show uh, for a woman who he is trying to build this new partnership. She's supposed to be the Bonnie to his Clyde. But after four months, he's not giving up a kid he's known his entire life and is looked up to as like a second father. So yeah. it, it was she was definitely overstepping her boundaries, which I think she did a lot in this particular episode. Um, oh yeah,
0: we, we definitely gonna get to it. But yeah, that's all I had to say about that particular interaction between Tommy and Keisha. Yeah. So we in that in that same interaction, we get the fact that um it's clearly getting heavy, like mean, just like he said at the end of the episode, the last episode, timeouts over, and um, beef is back on. So he gives her a gun. Um, my first thought was just like, while I understand his his logic. It, we've We've seen Keisha be real you know scaredy with a gun, which you know we've said that's been the running theme of this season. Keisha's not built for this, but you know he's he's this is his way of protecting her um what did you think of obviously not obviously we know what we know now, but like at that point, what did you think of uh him handing over the gun to her?
1: I mean I think that was in line of what Tommy would do in that particular situation. Um, as far as whether she, I mean, I think she was a little bit appreh- apprehensive about taking the gun because she doesn't really, um, for all her living in the hood, I don't think she has a lot of kind of hood experience when it comes to like being involved in that kind of stuff. Um, but like I said, I, it, it wasn't line what Tommy would do. I I don't know why he gave her such a big gun for somebody who's never used a gun before. Um, uh, yeah. Like That's... I would have seen more line on the gun that T- uh, Ghost had used on Tariq. Yeah. Which, you know, was the same caliber gun, but it was a much smaller one. So, I just thought it was like, why is he giving her this giant gun for somebody with literally no gun experience? But I think Tommy probably doesn't think that far ahead. If he's just like, oh, we need some protection. We need to make sure she's safe. Uh, What's the smartest thing to do? Give her a gun. Like, to me, I probably would, like, give her a bodyguard. Let BG follow her around or something like that. As opposed to just, you know, strapping her. But Tommy would do some Tommy stuff.
0: Right. And plus... Tommy doesn't really do subtle, so like he probably, you know, in the gun aisle, and you know, in the pistol aisle, he probably strolls right by all the moderately <laughs> looking sized guns, and just like, the, you know, he goes for for video game looking guns. Um, but you know, TV logic. So we have Ghost pretty much telling, well, Ghost and Tasha having their their uh their. Their episodic back and forth on um, who's the better parent or excuse me, who's the less the less uh, trash parent um, where Tasha is pretty much telling Ghost that he he's gone over the line with the whole waking him up with a gun to his face. Um, Ghost pretty much standing behind his methods. And this scene I thought was interesting because I feel like Ghost, his motivation is solid. Like he genuinely does not want this life for Tariq, um, and he, I just think his, his his approach is it's it's a little far sighted. If that's if he, if that's even putting it right, it, he thought that after all of this, you know, g- going this this far was was supposed to scare him straight which a normal kid it probably it it probably would um but we're not dealing with the normal kid um and Tasha does realize that but I think the ghost for as much stuff as he gets from day from episode one he genuinely has not wanted any of this for his kids speaking of his kids um let's I gotta backtrack for a quick second because I thought this was funny um Keisha was demanding that, that, that Tommy <laughs> cut off Tariq, um, which Tommy refused to do. Uh, but apparently Yaz is just off the table. Um, I don't even think I've seen Tommy interact with Yaz, so he probably doesn't even at this point he probably doesn't even know they have a third kid. It's like what about Yaz? Like, is is Yaz still cool? Can can Yaz still come kick it in whatever old school car you driving this week? But um I don't even think he knows of Yaz's existence. Um but getting back to it, uh she Tasha kinda does that thing where it's just like she she gives him the uh the the sure if you say so. Sure thing and the little pat on his chest as she walks out. Of course, you know, Tariq was was eavesdropping uh before he sneaks out. What did you think of Ghost just trying to plead his case of like or or his cockiness to thinking that he actually had this handled so quickly? With this one instance, what did you think of, of that exchange?
1: I think it's more Ghost still underestimating Tyreek um, at this point. You know, Tyreek has done a lot of stuff. But I think Ghost still thinks that because he is smarter than him or has more serious experience than him, that his way is the right way. Um, I also think it's a part of, this is a unique situation for like any parent. Um, especially somebody who probably you know, from the way they make it seem, Ghost didn't really have a family or a father growing up. So he don't know how to deal with this type of stuff. All this stuff is just kind of like what can I do to kind of get through to people? And throughout probably most Ghost, well not throughout, as you see with Ghost, most of his um, a lot of his career is on uh, based on intimidation. So he thinks intimidation mm-hmm. is the easiest way to get a response from, uh, or, excuse me, a response from somebody. I don't know, I'm all tongue-tied tonight. Um, <clears throat> You've been thinks,
0: hanging around me too long.
1: Yeah, he thinks intimidation is the appropriate means to kind of get his way, because that's probably what he has to do for the majority of his career, especially as a um, drug dealer. So I think that's 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 what it really came down to, not really knowing what to do as a father, and then knowing that the easiest way or the best way to get results in his past experiences is through fear. So he thought he had scared Tariq Street.
0: Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like it for him going that route felt last resort because although he's he's yoked him up by the shirt a few times he's he's always tried to like put his foot down but at the same time give Tariq the opportunity to do the right thing like you know just focus on school like quit messing with these gangsters and everything like that and he 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 did the you know the kind of father intimidating thing in the past but I think what he did this this fine morning um I think it was just like, I think he he was out of options. It's like a, an overarching theme of like, since you want to be in the game so bad, let me show you how I deal with issues. You know what I mean? Like the whole, you know, the minute you sold me out, the way he was talking to him, the, way, the minute you sold me out, you were you were useless to me. Like you weren't my son anymore. Um, like giving him the the real the real loyalty talk speech. Um, and it it just seemed kind of a little strange to me that, like, I don't know, I, I guess, I guess in like hearing it out loud, I guess he really thought that, like, knowing that Tariq genuine, genuinely isn't that ready for this, it, like I said earlier, it, that, that whole morning interaction should have, should have been the end of it. um And I think that's why he was so confident that it was, that it was, you know, that it was over. um. Because you you do something like that to any other kid, any other normal kid, that's going to be the end of it. Um, But, you know, as we obviously find, it ain't the end of it. So we get the the trap house. We got the three stooges taking inventory um, because I'm still trying to figure out how I could have sworn that these three were like in charge of other. I guess territories or whatever, but like at this point, it really feels like these three are Tommy's only employees at this point. Like, cause they he it seems like he trusts them with everything. Uh, there are no, there are no extras, and by extras I mean extra actors with no names to to help with the mundane stuff. Um, before I get into it, what did you feel about uh the Three Stooges um coming across the the missing product and Keisha um? and her 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 hoops uh, running up in the spot.
1: Uh, yeah, this was another, that was a funny scene because had some funny moments. Um, but this reminded me of another real life thing. Like, you know, all of a sudden Tisha, Keisha's like this tough, well, not tough girl, but she gets involved with somebody who's tough. And I used to see this all the time, like back in high school when uh, girls had first started dating like drug dealers and stuff or tough guys around like the neighborhood or whatever. And all of a sudden, you get with a tough guy and then you got a lot of tough stuff to say to other dudes. Because you know you can always run back to your boyfriend who is you know legitimately tough up, to kind of go rough people up, so I used to see that all the time I used to always get on my nerves um in this particular scene um I think she- if a lot of people cross the line. Keisha was getting a little bit too rough with them, like she is Tommy's woman, but she's not their boss like she don't not she don't come in and demanding answers and running off at the mouth and doing all type of stuff um to dictating like she's in charge of it just because you happen to be sleeping with the boss. Um, and then of course 2-bit definitely took it too far he he gotta know Tommy is a loose cannon if she go to Tommy it's gonna be nothing but trouble so grabbing her by the arm or getting too too physical her, with her was a huge mistake uh, and I just think it was yeah. hilarious how 2-bit uh, not 2-bit uh, Spanky, Spanky and Big G uh, BG try to like, kind of talk him down like bro chill out don't grab her like you know what are you doing all this for you know we're gonna be in a bunch of trouble um, so that it was just hilarious to me Um but I liked it. Good scene. Overall, I really enjoyed yeah. the
0: scene. Yeah. Um, pretty much everything you said, like, Keisha is feeling herself way too much, uh, popping up unannounced, demanding answers and everything, and um, ordering people around, which you, you could see it on all their faces. just like, okay, she's definitely crossing the line here, but we're going to let it go. But um, I thought it was – <laughs> The, the to echo what you said about the, the the girls in high school who get the 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 tough boyfriend and they just they just start stuff with everybody and uh she storms out you know what i'm saying hits up with the um like i'm gonna tell Tommy and all y'all niggas going to get it and they was like all of us like we didn't touch you two bit touched you like just went straight to like 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 little kids waiting on dad to come home and punish all of us because mm-hmm. Because the sister ran and, and snitched on all of us for something you did, I thought that was hilarious. You just you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and of
1: course they all broke into immediate panic. So that that just yeah. made me laugh because you know they they all know Tom, what Tommy, how crazy yeah. Tommy is, and for all the tough guy talk, the two bit talk, the two bit talks, he knew, and that's the reason why he grabbed her like to try to stop her, even though that you know that even made it worse. But he know Tommy ain't about no games.
0: Yeah, like they've seen. They've seen a few people get killed right in front of them. So they know. Uh, once it get back to Tommy, it, it's easily a wrap for them. Um, you know, Spank always got to have the last word. <laughs> yeah, was keep your hands to yourself. <laughs>
1: he was like, didn't your, like, Did your mama teach you
0: anything or something like that? Some of those yeah. lines that he said that it was funny. Oh, man. So, uh, but the, the crazy thing was well, not crazy, but like, 2Bit was right about everything he said, like with two bit being Mr. Trigger, trigger happy and gung ho. Like in this particular situation, he was right. Something, you know, something fishy was up and we need to figure it out. Um, and like, if Keisha hadn't have been trying to be the boss, trying to be the supervisor, like they, they probably could have put two and two together, but you know, things got heated and two Bit, two bit. Right. Her going we immediately go to, to him stealing was up. Uh, was just too much.
1: And that's where yeah. he really set them off. Yeah, yeah. Especially Which, coming off a week, or well not a week, but a forty-eight hour period, where they had to work for free,
0: literally, literally the night, the two days before. Yeah. Because um, I was thinking about that too. I was just like, my first thought was like, they're just now finding that, but in the span of this story, it's only been about three days at most. Because Tariq comes by to steal those pills. And then gets caught, I'm guessing, later on that day or the next day. And that's when we have everything with Proctor and then the kidnapping. Um, so it, it made sense that they, they could have easily overlooked it. So tensions are already high, as it is. So speaking of high tensions, we go to Tate HQ, where Ramona is looking for Tate. And uh, Derek is also looking for Tate. And his wife. Oh, poor Derek.
1: What'd you think? I mean, you know, we cut straight to the scene where we find out where, of course, you know, the viewers we know, but Derek didn't know that, of course, Tate is tagging his wife once again. uh, Going to another one of her morning yoga classes. Um, But somehow Derek discovers not only where they, because they look like they was in a hotel room. Somehow he finds out where they both are. Uh, They didn't really explain how. Maybe he tracks her, his wife's phone or something but he comes in, he catches them in an the act. And even in a compromised situation, Tate still goes into full campaign mode to try to yeah. talk to his brother about how it's way more important uh, for us to continue this campaign and win this election than it is for you to be worried about me having sex with your wife. And
0: every, you walking on ever, Ever with the spin. Like, he, he spun, he tried to spin that thing so quick, and Derek not with it. Rightfully so. Um, but, like, I, I'm glad it, it came to light because they kind of had that thing go down a few episodes ago. And then they just sort of just sort of pushed it to the side. So, like, when he popped, not only when he popped back up, but when they had the previously on power and they showed the first time they were getting it on, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a nice callback. Nice callback.
0: And um, I also like the fact that, like, Tate's kind of in deep now. Like this is this is an unforeseen obstacle. And it's just like it this is all because of him. This is all literally because of him being greedy. Mm-hmm.
1: But mm-hmm. uh, it was funny. It was funny. I thought so too. Like yeah. We haven't been getting a lot of sex scenes this particular season. I think the only two we got was both
0: uh Tate scenes, so Yeah. Um honestly he's probably the only one in position, no no pun intended. Uh, to have the time, yeah, to yeah. have like a, a semi love interest because everybody else is too busy trying not to die. <laughs> gotcha, staying alive, pretty much. So we pick up with Keisha at uh, Tommy's crib looking for him, and uh, Tariq stops by. So we get a quick, a brief interaction between the two of them where Keisha is super done. <laughs> with yeah. with the, the entire St. Patrick family. Mm-hmm. Um and try immediately tries to call him out, where it's like you you really need to get out of here and quit trying to be something you're not, to which Tariq immediately returns to sender with uh calling her out on holding that gun and even without having to fully say it, Keisha, what are you doing? Like, he, he, he recognizes it. Um, he's yeah. looking for Tommy and in his banter he pretty much drops that he knows uh, about Brooklyn even though he claims to not know and um, Keisha puts two and two together
1: mm-hmm. uh, t- if, real quick t- Keisha needs to invest in like one of those uh, ring systems or like some type of <laughs> motion detector camera because every time somebody knocks at the door she goes into a full blown panic like, every yeah. single situation. So, she need to invest in some type of security system, because I know she's going to be stressed out if every time somebody knock on the door, she can feel like she got to pull a gun, or she nervous, or she about to run. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Tariq, once again, thinking he's smarter than everybody else, actually gets caught up in some BS by running his mouth a little bit too much. It um, basically gives away the fact that he knows about Brooklyn, um, and confirms two things. For, one, that Tasha realized that she did go over the line, you know, because she was... She was trying to snitch on 2-bit to Tommy at the beginning of the scene by texting him like, hey, we got an issue. Where are you at? Um, but she realizes that, you know, the Three Stooges did not steal this product and that Tariq probably was the one behind it. Um, So even more ammunition to be like, yo, Tariq, get the hell out of here. Um, We need you away from this. You know, stay away from Tommy, basically, because you've just been causing us a lot of trouble in our lives. Um, You know, so it, it was good to see Tariq, you know, once again, get caught up in not being dumb because he always gets caught uh, as we hear in a conversation um, with him and Dre later, how we know yeah. he's always getting caught. He, he's been, uh, he's been up a little bit, but he's been more down in his foray into drug dealing.
0: Yeah, which he, he should be. Um, for as much as you know, we we criticize that, um, it that has to happen because it would have made entirely no sense for him to be perfect at this. Um, so he, as he exits. He gets caught out by moms. Moms is waiting outside for him. And with the uh, the classic mom move, I'm going to make you tell your dad what you did. Which, oof, been there. Mm-hmm. Not fun. So I didn't get in trouble that much as a kid. Uh, that because I, I didn't have any siblings. So I didn't have anyone to pin anything on. Gotcha. If I, if I did something, they knew it was me. <laughs> uh, the AUSAs, after having a week off, well, yeah, yeah. Sacks and Warner having a week off. Uh Blanca never Blanca never sleeps. Nope um, <laughs> as we we find out. Uh, how do you feel about the the uh, can see? How do you feel about the A being back in play?
1: Uh I mean best thing that came out of the scene was that we finally get Sacks not just floating by. He's actually under suspicion. And uh I think it's like, what is Warner finally is like talking like you know, Everything that happens, people keep dying. Sax is the one that's always tied to this. Like, everybody else is either dead. Like, Sandoval is dead. You can't blame it on him. Angela, she's dead, and people still are dying left and right. Witnesses are still dropping. So, it, you know, common denominator notice is still Sax. So, it's finally good to see that he is under some full-time suspicion, and they're going to do a little bit more to look into what his role is and all these bad things that keep setting their office back.
0: Warner is a class A dick, because although Blanca is kind of helping, she is not officially an employee of his, and he pretty much, like, schooled her out, like, "Mm, I wasn't asking you to get dirt, I'm pretty much telling you to get dirt, like, he didn't offer her an incentive or anything, Uh He just pretty much told her
1: like, but I'm pretty sure she on loan. Like she's not doing this like just on her free time. So I'm pretty sure NYPDP has loaned her over to um, the USA's office, a USA's office. So in this case, you know, he is her boss. So I think he did the right thing. She was like thinking this like a suggestion for him to do for her to do a task. And she's telling him as the boss, I'm only here for one thing. And He's like, no, you here to do whatever I tell you to do. So I'm glad, you know, this is not a suggestion. This is just me telling you, you know, looking to Saks because Saks seems a little bit dirty.
0: From There we're back to Tate headquarters where uh, Andre is reunited with his daughter, which on the one hand was a touching moment. Um, They completely glossed over how they were able to get this child back from the AUSA's office with literally no pushback. But hey, it's a TV show. Well, I mean, go I it. think
1: I think part of that is that Saks is doing Dre kind of off the books. Um, so I think that she is in Child Protective Services, but I don't think AUSA is like forcing her to be there. I think they just kind of sent her there. Um, and I could be wrong, but sent her there is a part of we have a, a child that doesn't have a parent, um, and then just kind of sent her off. But you know, and then I guess that's kind of part of Tate's power. But I don't know if CPS is city, state, federal. Like I don't know. I don't know who they work for. So you know, I don't know. You're right though. Who knows? Who knows? The point. The important part of it is Dre got his picture back, and uh, I'm glad he said something about it because at first I was like, why is he, um, somebody who is supposed to be hiding or in hiding, uh, willing to take pictures with a Prominent gubernatorial yeah. candidate, but he does make a comment yeah. at least that like, "Yo, don't don't let these pictures come out until actually you, after you win the election," uh, which of yeah. course they did not wait. We that find long.
0: out later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, Tate says whatever he, whatever he can to get in the door, um, but you know we all know that. But uh, we we get the quick conversation between Dre and uh Ghost about how, hey man, like I thank you, and um, now that this is good, now that I'm. As far as he thinks, now that he's free from the, the, the district attorneys, um, he can get back into the game. And uh, Ghost tells him, like, all right, you know, I'll I'll set you up with the distro. And, um, well, excuse me, I'll set you up as distro with the connect, And uh, you, can, you can get back to doing you. But, you know, just sit tight and keep your head on a swivel. Right. Um, while this is going on, Ramona is about to go full Olivia Pope. She confronts Tate with the— uh, the scandal and again no pun intended i promise that was completely unplanned but um she she pretty much confronts Tate with the situation and tells him like we you need to figure out how we're going to fix this um and by that i mean how i'm going to fix this oh man that was a that was a pretty tough line now it earlier when she goes and talks to Derek and um Derek says that he's meeting with a church group or something like that and Ramona goes God's not going to win this election. I'm going to win this election. I was like, man, that's Mm -hmm. full on Kerry Washington right there. Um, But yeah, she's getting deeper into showing us what she's there to do. Like she's not just a campaign manager. She's a handler. She's a fixer. Um, What did you think of uh, that particular, that particular interaction with her, with her pretty much laying down the law to fix this?
1: I mean, I I think she's already made a pretty established throughout the last few episodes that she's in charge of Tate, like she's the boss and Tate just kind of is upset by it but she, he just kind of kind of follow her orders to me, the, the more and it was a, all a part of this big, it was a one big scene, to me, the more interesting part of it was how Tate um, went straight to Ghosts to try to sick him on Derek um to which he's always like lately it's been a ghost asking uh Tate for a lot of favors i need this i need you to shut down the city block i need you to get this kid uh dre's daughter back i need x y z um but it was good to see that you know Tate w- 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 is quick to go to, to ghost to try to get something that he needs out of it and i'm thinking you know it's implied that if you tell ghost about a problem he's going to eliminate it in the most um lethal way possible so I, th- I thought orders. that was the more interesting part of that dynamic because I think it's pretty much established that Ramona, you know, is given the order. She's not taking any orders from Tate.
0: Yeah, um, but before he can he can give that order, he has a question to ask. Well, he has a question to answer, and the the, the question was, so was the ass worth it?
1: <laughs> Who knows? It looked like it was. Hey, hey, that...
0: it, it looked like it was. Hey. He looked like he was in it. I think he was he was digging it. He was enjoying himself. If Each time. <laughs> so, um Yeah. Right on board with you when you nine times out of ten if you ask Ghost to handle a problem, um, it's usually implied you think he's going to, to kill that to kill that problem. Which honestly hasn't been the case this past maybe season and a half 'cause he's he's tried paying people off. He's tried letting people get second chances and starting new lives um in the past he's even tried sleeping with those problems uh but i think you know tate knows that ghost is is capable of more uh much more drastic measures so i think that's what he was hoping for yeah agreed agreed yeah so from that point uh we go to tommy meeting up with Midage and. um we get, uh, I'm guessing a new character possibly into the mix. I forgot the dude's name. Or uh, this guy. He, okay, yeah he he ends up being, um, Midage's, his West Coast distro, mm-hmm. and um, he pretty much tells him that he wants to expand markets out there. I, I love how, despite the fact that this is this is all dirty business, that Mittage Really approaches things as if he's a, uh, a you know a CEO um, at some tech startup or something like that with with the 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 tech terms and the tech lingo and all that stuff the marketing and all that that stuff it's like dude you're a drug dealer
1: hey, like, still a business though talk. selling yeah. drugs still was, a business
0: and they I mean, they making
1: multi millions of dollars they, you know if you believe the show they 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 made a million dollars in one night. I mean they had to sell all the product they had, but you know, this is a multi million dollar business, uh, a multinational um corporation. You know, they get the drugs from Europe, they move it all through both coasts of the United States. So, you know, it is a business. It's you know, it's just not a legal one. So
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I totally get that. Um so he mentions to Tommy that he wants him to go out to California at some point, and um, I guess friendly Almost I could guess almost like serve as a consultant um so who knows maybe we'll get that that uh that abroad <laughs> that that vacation episode where tommy gets to to leave New York and check out california uh which i would be down for a scenery change we haven't had one of those since what season two when he was going down to miami um maybe that was either two or three one of the one of them so it it'd be cool to see something a little different um
1: yeah to me I'm just I'm just interested whenever they introduce new characters because it says the last season uh is this gonna be a big character this year is that somebody that might be in a possible spinoff so that's how I really look at stuff like this because I mean the scene itself didn't really further any part of the story all it did was like Tommy just met another guy who's also working for Midich but it didn't really do anything to like enhance so you know this is all uh, somebody that's setting up to kind of build for something down the line so I'm always curious to see where that might go
0: Yeah. And um, I thought they had a really interesting interaction. It was brief, but like it was kind of one of those things was just like a a real recognized real sort of thing where, you know, Tommy points out the tattoos and um, Rodolfo, you know, brings up the fact that like he made a meal and in in, like pretty much 24 hours. And there was like a little mutual respect thing going on. So who knows? Maybe maybe Tommy gets a new uh, pen pal or something like that. So from there, Tommy goes back to his crib and runs into Keisha. And I I like the fact that Keisha went through everything that happened. Um, and, and she's, but she still admitted she was, she, she felt she was wrong. Um, about two bit. Um, even though Tommy had already, she probably should have admitted she was wrong first knowing Tommy, uh, because all Tommy heard was that two bit put his hands on her, um, So she she tries to do the right thing by like, you know, this is what happened, but I don't think they stole from you. I'm pretty sure Tariq did. And at this point, we we see just how in denial Tommy is, which when you you love a kid, like you said earlier, you have that kind of connection with the kid. You pretty much watched grow up from a baby to to this little man. I I totally don't fault Tommy for for not wanting to believe it. Um, Granted, you know. The score and the stat sheet should say that like no he's she's telling the truth like Tariq is is pretty pretty grimy
1: Um, I think that goes back into Tommy's blind loyalty to some people like he is willing to forgive a lot of people if he really um, I think once he makes a person a part of his family or or really shows a lot of love for them it takes a lot for him to believe that they would do something to hurt him because he is so loyal to everybody else like to the people he's loyal to so I think that was a part of it. But like I said, he was a full blown denial when it came to even the thought that Tariq was the one who, who could steal the um the drugs from him. So uh you know, Sasha was a mess as usual. But she showed that she was like, okay, I'm a mess. I told you about me getting grabbed, but then she immediately transitioned into saying the right thing as far as that. Why he did touch me, and that's inappropriate. We don't. I don't think he's the one that stole from you. Here's the person I believe did it, and here's the evidence why I believe it, it was done. But of course, Tommy at that point was like, you know, I'm not listening to that. It ain't no way he did it, and I'll prove it because I'll talk to him about it. Which is from a known liar, Tariq, which is Tariq has become. What's the point of talking to him about anything? Because he's just
0: gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's crazy the parallels because, again, as someone who who. Who watched the first four or five seasons in a binge setting? Um, Tariq's crime to me was pretty much find. Like I've said it before, he pretty much found out that Christmas, that Santa Claus wasn't real, and when everyone tried to tell him that he was, like everyone tried to convince him that he was real, he he got angry. And this is kind of what's happening with Tommy. Like people are trying to tell him you're this kid is, is not what he, what he was. He has changed. And Tommy up until this point, instead of trying to see it for himself, he, he chose denial and anger. He's like, no, the, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely the same kid. Um, so we go to Tariq this, we go to the kid in question, um, meeting up with Dre. And pretty much laying down that you're the last person I can I can come to for help. And um, you owe me because even though I shouldn't have, I saved your life three, two, two seasons ago. Um, and Dre does a pretty good job of keeping it real and at, at least up until we find out that he's lying. He seems pretty truthful, but um, I like the fact that he kept it real. He's just like, I can't work with you. You get caught too much, um, which is a very true statement. And Tariq being Tariq, showing one of his smarter moments in this moment of dumbness. Um, he's like, Nah, I don't I don't trust you. So, like, you need to you need to let me know what the deal is or I'm giving you up because you technically owe me your life and it, I can do what I can do it with i can do what with your life whatever i i see fit um stalls him out and yeah dre is of course holding and uh gives it to him what what did you how did you feel about this this interaction
1: i mean someone said what you said just two two kind of uh slimy dudes recognizing kind of what they see in each other because they both talk about how they both get caught all the time they both always trust in the wrong people they both made a lot of mistakes um, but they both in a position where they do both. I think they both owe each other because um, Tariq did save Dre's life. But Dre has done a lot of things, even though, damn, Dre was probably the reason Tariq's life was in jeopardy to begin with. I'm uh, thinking oh, yeah. of back on it. So he probably didn't oh, did yeah. a lot worse for him. But uh, Dre recognized that Tariq got him over a barrel. So he, I, it's probably a dumb move to give Dre, uh, damn, I keep saying Dre, to give Tariq anything. But at that point, you know, he pretty much is in debt to anybody who knows he's alive, especially when it comes to a connection with Tommy. Because he knows that Tariq can go to Tommy anytime and say, hey, Tommy, Dre's alive. Because Tommy still has a hard-on-to-kill Dre. So, good say. I like the scene. I think it was some good acting on both parts. And I don't really like the acting on the show normally. But I think it was some good acting. I think they had some nice uh, kind of witty banner back and forth. Um, I enjoyed the scene. Good thing.
0: Indeed. So we're at the well, actually I don't know exactly where we are, but we're at an office and uh we get Elisa Marie meeting yeah, getting ready to probably meet her up at with, school. Uh, Look
1: like she was meeting with the principal, so probably
0: at school. I can see that. Getting ready to meet up with uh with Blanca and um Blanca doing actual police work and being smart about it, you know, saying that I want to I wanna find the people that, that killed your father. And we get the discovery that Elisa Marie knew about the unicorn and the unicorn uh, is not completely off the table. She notices that it's missing. And in in her panic, she pretty much divulges that, OK, something Blanca figures out that something's up with this particular unicorn um, and it's now missing. So one way or another, like I need let me close this loop Um, and we get that. Sax's BS is finally catching up to him.
1: What a uh-huh. dummy. Who yeah. hi- who has the unicorn in your office at work when it contains you know illegally obtained um recordings? Like, you know, keep it in your house, put it in a safe somewhere, don't just leave it in the top dr- desk drawer at your office when anybody can go into any you know, any given time. Um like I said, like I said, Balaka, like you have said Block is the only good cop in this entire series. She's the only one that stays on, stays focused on tasks. She seems uncorruptible. Uh, and she does legitimate police work and um, finds a big clue to uh, something that's going to set Sax up for his final downfall. Hopefully,
0: yeah. So we get a quick interaction between Ghost and Derek in a uh, in the uh, parking garage. Uh, disgruntled Derek is on his way out and. Uh, Ghost approaches him with a proposition. Um, we'll find out. We we do find out what that proposition is later. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a wrap for Derek at first because um you know we see Ghost loading up the gun mm-hmm. before he before he approaches him. Um, I guess that was Plan B just in case Derek didn't go for yeah. it. Yeah.
1: But you, he didn't have it on his Ghost uh super suit, so you know he not, he only kill people when he got on a super suit. So
0: this he is true. This is true. It's also not only does it give you know the 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 stealth at boost and the at, the uh, the dexterity that boost um it's also stain resistant <laughs> so yeah good eye on that easy to clean on that. yeah yeah so we get Blanca rifling through Sack's stuff and just like you said the dummy had it in his drawer and uh <laughs> find the weirdest thing about that scene was the fact that like she just flipped it over and the USB thing was just like it just sort of popped out like it was already sticking out mm-hmm. um they could let her dig for it make it a little believable um we already knew what it was but just like i it, i don't know i i'm i'm being i'm nitpicking yeah um she encounters sax in the hallway and kind of lays the bait out for him like oh sax i i hmm. anyway school interview how did you feel about the the school interview i forgot the name of the private school but um yeah. just how did how did you think about that scene
1: eh i mean to me it was just it was just kind of a scene uh it was it was funny to see that their parents they said his weakness was that he was too independent but his strength was that he tried to solve the problems on his own or something it seemed like just a one of those bad job interviews uh the biggest thing is to me was the fake apology Tariq tried to give um, I you know after they had the meeting when he gets accepted to school and they were having like the family meeting and he's all oh, I'm sorry dad yada 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 when you were just literally was getting drugs from Dre so we know Tariq is just still full of crap and his parents are, well at least his dad seems to be buying into that fake apology Um, so it's just more Tariq being Tariq and I think what this may open him up to is that his school will be his new way to get these drugs off because he took the brick uh, well, not, it wasn't a real brick, but he took the drugs from um, Dre. He was begging Dre for drugs, but now that he's not in choke anymore. He has no means to distribute them, and then we do see later in the episode that he, you know, has to go to a source to figure out all yeah. this stuff out.
0: So, um, I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting, a, a nice little quick, like all of them playing the parts. Right? That's what I feel like it was. It was a. a what's your son's, um, biggest weakness? Um, he, he's too independent and tries to handle things on his own, which was obviously a dig at him getting in over his head. What's his biggest strength that he's ambitious and a go-getter. Also another nod to him doing too much and getting in over his head. Um, and yeah, the, the, the apology, which was kind of sincere, but, he he you got to remember he was eavesdropping on his dad earlier so he knows that as far as ghost knows it worked like the the the, the stunt from the morning worked so he obviously you know he's trying to get over so he's going to do what he can to get his dad on his side um what it was a smart again it was a smart play um because it, not only was he forced to confess Um, he made, he made them aware of the fact that, that Keisha is onto him, which although Tariq is an idiot, um, Tommy did kind of make him accessory to murder. So it, it's self-preservation dictates that it was a smart move to bring in his mom and dad to, to kind of get him out of this, uh, or at least, uh, at least with the assist. Um, so that's kind of how I felt about it. Um, I did think it was. It was telling that like he got home and immediately dropped the act, which I'm not mad at him for because, you know, Ghost and Tosh have done that for seasons where they're a certain way in front of uh, in front of an audience and then they immediately drop the act. So he is their parents child. So, you know, apple tree, you know, Mm -hmm. know the rest of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was interesting that he was like, yeah, compared to Choate, this school is going to be a breeze Um, showing that like he's smart. But also, extremely cocky, mm-hmm. which you know so, well, it might be his downfall.
1: As Ghost was saying, right. throughout this entire episode, stop thinking you're smarter than everybody else.
0: Right, right. So, um, we get Ramona going full Olivia Pope and telling uh Cassandra, I didn't know that that was her name, um, because she's really only been in like two episodes, and in each episode, she's maybe had two scenes in each. Um, but she proposes to kind of like, Hey, look, I need you to keep quiet about this. I'll give you however much you want, but I need you to keep your mouth shut, divorce Derek and be a couple with, uh, with Tate to which she says. No, no, thanks. That's not what I want. Um, I want more than that than to be an arm piece. Um, I, I have aspirations of my own. And, um, although the get down was good, Tate is obviously not a <laughs> husband material. And, uh, she pretty much makes it known that her aspirations are to, what was it? Was it, um...
1: Congressional seat. Council?
0: No, Congressional is, seat. Yeah. So, to
1: me, I mean, I you see girls have sex with dudes for a lot less. So, you know, they'll do it for a purse or something like that. She wants to, she, she finessed her affair into being a congresswoman. So... <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i'm glad she got something out of it because you know like i said people didn't gave up gave it up for a lot less so more power to her it's good to see that she had her own um schemes and her own grind and it wasn't just some fun type of thing um so you know i respect her for that
0: uh but i also respect ramona for keeping it 100 with her like telling her you know you're with your looks um And your background, you'll do well in this, this area. And she said, "Um, but you didn't say my intelligence. And she was like, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. So Ramona, obviously, you know, she's been in the game a while. So while I think we can all agree that, you know, props to Cassandra for, for, you know, playing the game the best she, not the best she could, but like playing the game her way and coming up Ramona has has seen it has clearly seen it all and she knows that like, yeah, you you're only gonna get but so far. Um so I thought that was that was telling. I'm wondering if because of that uh that that kind of dig to her, like I'm wondering if Cassandra's gonna let let pride get the best of her and um maybe flip. But Nah, I, th- I think I think
1: that's the last we see of Cassandra. I think she signed think the NDA. So. I don't I don't think her. You know, what 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 does the story have to tell by giving her a bigger role in this season? I think we kind of got what we got out of her.
0: Hmm. I don't know about necessarily a bigger role, but I think maybe another dagger into bringing down Tate because I think honestly, I think that's where he's headed. Um, I think I think his his whole scheme comes crashing and burning down. Uh, It's possible he gets what he wants in the end. Um, But the way things have been kind of piling up lately, I think he goes down in flames. And it wouldn't shock me if she's like another, um, you know what I mean? Another like cause of that. Uh, But we, we shall see. So we got Ghost doing ghost things, hanging out in another parking deck, waiting for Keisha and her hoops. And, um, ghost puts it all on the table. Like Keisha, you're not built for this. You know it. I know it. Your hoops know it. Your high boots know it. Mm -hmm. Cash knows it. Uh, We don't even know where cash is, but he know it. Um, you know, what's going to happen if you have to choose. And eventually you will have to choose. And, the thing that that tripped me out about that particular scene was that is for, you know, as shady as Ghost has been, Ghost I feel like Ghost genuinely tries to give people better options. Um I say that because yeah, it on the on the surface trying to bribe Keisha to leave town, um it seems like a shady, grimy move cuz on the surface, it is a shady, grimy move, but Ghost has seen firsthand what happens to people when they fail Tommy. They die. Mm-hmm. It happened with Holly. It's happened with so many others. It it happened with Teresi, even though Ghost clearly had a hand in that. Even if Ghost hadn't had a hand in that, it that probably would have been the outcome. So I honestly think that, like, even though he was being smug about it, Ghost was trying to save Keisha's life. Because the minute she got in bed with Tommy, figuratively and literally, her life was pretty much in his hands, literally. Because mm-hmm. the you know the minute he let her in, the the clock is ticking. Yeah. Like if if she ever starts to waver and becomes useless, it's a wrap for her because that's how he he deals with useless things. What did how did you feel about uh, that?
1: No no no. I mean I think you pretty much summed it up pretty well. Um, I I think it wasn't just about get, I think it's not just getting rid of Tasha for the sake of her just having her out of the picture because Keisha. she, Keisha yeah sorry because she influences um, Tommy but I think it is a he's trying to give her an out that's going to awesomely protect her in the long run you know move move down south take your son go somewhere safe get rid of all this stuff because we know you're not built for this type of lifestyle so it's a, it's a way it's like a life preserver because he sees her drowning and he's trying to give her you know something that may you know, get her out of that sticky situation. So.
0: Yep. So, in some, in another undisclosed location, we get Dre being approached by Sachs, um, and telling them that, like, despite the fact that you may have gotten your daughter back, I still own you. Your daughter's out of witness protection, but you're not. So, you can either get back on, on task with what I asked you to do, or... I can have you arrested mm-hmm. um, because technically you you know you're supposed to be in custody at already, and um, he slaps him with that uh that ankle jewelry yeah on top of the pant leg which I, thought I didn't was understand how you supposed I to take his pants just, off. I think that was just like he could have slid the pants too, but I think that was just a dick move on his part. <laughs> like yeah. like I'm gonna put this <laughs> I'm gonna put this on the outside of your pants, but um.
1: Yeah, to me that was the I, oddest part about the entire scene was when he, he put it over top of his pants, like, how am I supposed to get these pants off? What am I supposed to be oh doing? Man. So it was just funny.
0: Oh man. But I they deserve each other. Like straight up, um, Sax and Dre. I don't I didn't feel the one least bit sorry for Dre when Sax hit him with that um that ankle monitor. And it was just like you're grimy. Yeah. know, <laughs> Dre. Like I, I said it before, like this dude is is just all kinds of shady. Yeah. Um and like as as is Sax. So, like, you guys totally deserve each other and I'm glad that you're you're that even as for as many times as Dre has screwed over people, I like the fact that Sax has been able to screw him over a few times. Mm-hmm. And Dre hasn't up until this point, Dre hasn't been able to do anything about it. Because he, you know, track record of the character he deserves it right agreed agreed so we go back to the trap house the three stooges mm-hmm. uh, walk in and they find uh Tommy they find dad with the belt on the nightstand mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you start this one off
1: uh, so this was another funny scene so you see Tommy of course sitting there like you said basically mom went and told that the kids was out of line dad's waiting there with his belt to punish him. Um, and, and to me, you, you see to, uh, not to read, but I was uh, I like pause the show too to write my notes or whatever. Um, so I, the the first thing I know is when 2Bit walks in, he already got his hand on his gun and his waistband. Um, yeah. I was shocked he didn't pull it out a little bit sooner, but he was giving, I guess, Tommy a chance to kind of discuss it. And to me I thought Tommy was just going to go ape. You know, just go nuts. Yeah. Like, That's which, which is morning. his normal MO. Uh, so to me, he was very rational in his approach to this. Um, I don't think you stole, I don't think you guys are thieves, but you did put your hands on my girl, which is crossing the line, so I can't just let that slide, so what I'm going to do is do you you know, he made it sound like he was doing him a favor I'm going to do you a favor, I'm not going to end this, but you fired, you know, a real grown up kind of move for Tommy, where in the past anybody would have did something to cross him or disrespect him, you saw it even earlier in the season uh, when the, uh, the Latino dude kind of made a joke or something I, it was oh, what, yeah, season Bajo. one or season two. Yeah, he made a joke about something. I don't even remember what it was. And Tommy shot him in the head. Um, so I think Tommy showed a little bit of maturity in this scene um, by giving um, two-bit the pass, you know, putting the safety on his gun. Like, yeah, basically, you fire You out of here. Uh, I, I, I felt bad for Spank because he was like, yeah, me too, yeah. big bro. <laughs> yeah. Get your ass out of here. Right. So I felt bad for, for Spank because Spank has always been, um, you know, loyal to Tommy. I don't think he's ever done anything dirty to Tommy. Um, other than, you know, kind of mouth off a little bit. Well, not even mouth off. Always kind of be like a voice of reason. Like he always said in a respectful yeah. way. Because even as Tommy was like, you want that smoke? And he was like, you know, Tommy, I don't want that smoke. But, you know, I'm just trying to be real with you. Ever since Keisha got involved, we yes. have been, you know, a lot of mistakes been happening, a lot of missteps. And I think he even said, I don't know if he said it to Tommy. He might have said it to when, Ke- when Tommy first brought Keisha around. To um BG and Two Bit that every time a girl get involved in something, it kind of blow up.
0: Um, yeah, he, that's definitely what he said when Keisha first, uh, when he first brought Keisha to the uh, warehouse.
1: So I felt bad for uh, for Spanky being collateral damage, but uh, yeah, you know, Tommy shows some maturity in that in that scene.
0: Yeah, um, I yeah, pretty much everything you said. I like that he was pretty much stating his case that like, yeah, Two Bit was wrong, but. He, you know, he had the right intentions. And sorry, like you said, like ever since she showed up, things have been going wrong. This is, these are facts here. Um, but yeah, I love the fact that he's like, I'm fired too. Like, what? <laughs> like, you and homeboy both fired, like, mm-hmm. which is messed up because clearly Spangy didn't do anything wrong, but he knows, you know what I'm saying? Tommy knows that, like, they're a package deal. Um, I like the fact that he dapped up Grim on the way out. You know what I'm saying? Right, because like, they never had I, no bad
1: blood between the two of them.
0: Yeah, like even though the fact that he, you know, he clowns them a lot. Like, I like the fact that he's just like, all right, Grandma, I'll holler at you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, oh, and then he left out. He was like, it's been it's been since the beginning of the time. What did he say? He said, Adam and Eve. Yeah, Don't bite the don't, <laughs> don't, don't bite the apple, Tommy. <laughs> it was funny.
1: Yeah, Spike always oh, got man. them good one-liners, man. I, I always like them as, you know, excellent comic relief. Um, throughout you know the series or this season for sure, especially Spank. I think um, you know I, if there is a spinoff, I wish Spank had a some type of role in it. We like I like to see this brother keep working because he is fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think I think not. I know he knows it, but like I think I think people are starting to pick up on it because every now and then, like probably at least once or twice a week, I check the IMDb, um, like when I'm just trying to make sure I. I know who I'm talking about, which half the time, by the time we record, I don't remember names, but, um, he, he updated his IMDb picture. So I think I'm, I'm thinking who knows, maybe my man's been getting more calls about some offers and some roles. So, um, I'm not starting a, a Kickstarter or a petition or a petition, but let's get that man in some more stuff. Cause dude is, dude is hilarious. Um, I would watch the him and the him and the Spanky and big grim show. Um, I can deal with it. I can do it out too bit. So uh, from there, we're back at Tate headquarters where Tate is <laughs> shooting. I, I'm not even going to say shooting this shot. Cause this wasn't even, this was like a proposition, like trying to put, trying to, to, to lay the strategy with, uh with Ramona, which like, he kind of tries to play it off as if, you know, he wants her to be like his, his first lady type, but like the the whole way he's setting it up, he's trying to it's he's setting her up to be his new smash buddy. <laughs> how did you how did you feel about that whole exchange between the two of them before uh, James walks in?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, he he basically propositioned her in multiple kind of ways. First, he seemed like he just wanted like, oh, you know, I got a lot. I'm working with a lot over here, and I'm good. Um, and then she and then he did kind of transition into you know, you could be my Hillary. Or, my he named a bunch of political, you know, politicians and their partners who may not be, and you know, implied that they may not be the love, the loves of each other's lives, but they are um, good for the business of being, you know, good politicians. So that was funny to me. Um, Of course, she rebuffed them with the I think I'm interested in somebody else. And we, as the viewers, know who that somebody else is. She's making it known that she is interested in the one and only uh, James St. Patrick. And she don't got time for it to play with Tate in his games.
0: Yeah, I thought it was the line act that, that tripped me out when she was just like, although Cassandra may have given you the, um, she gave you rave reviews. Um, I'm sorry, I I don't want any of that, and I can do without it. And I'm not attracted to you. And she he this fool rebutted with, "Well, that's a lie. Um, you haven't had the magic stick. Uh, just hear me out. Like this dude Tate is comedy. Like ever since he started like." break like he's been switching off campaign mode and like showing us his real side. Dude is dude is a trip. Uh so as you said he she makes note of the fact that she's actually interested in someone else in walks, James St. Patrick, and uh the newest head well excuse me, the new director of the uh Queen's Child project, uh Derek. Um which I thought that was an interesting uh I guess exchange like you be quiet and you get to be the head of this this organization um, which I, I think the only reason it confuses me so much is because I hadn't been paying that close of attention on what the deal is with uh, the Queen's Child project because I was like why would this white dude want to be head of this and why would Ghost want that because um, this is his this is his baby
1: yeah well to me uh, I, he did it because it, the project has been stalled Remember, they had the episode a while back where uh, Tate basically said there's no money. We don't have any more funds. We can't really keep it moving right now. So I think Ghost puts this guy. I don't know why the guy would want the position other than it is, uh, you know, high profile. I guess position with a big salary as they made it, um, you know, he was quick to point out. But I think for Ghost, it makes sure because this guy has uh, kind of tail over a barrel, it makes sure that the project is moving along because the guy Derek is not just going to be sitting there as the head of a, just a figurehead of a a project that's not going to get him kind of big press or get his name circulating, which I think he ultimately is what he cared about the most. So I think it it, it worked in two favors for Ghost. It gets rid of the Derek problem, but it also makes sure that QCP gets some much needed attention because Tate had seemed to be ignoring it. Or, you know, not really making it a priority. Hmm.
0: I'm glad you understood it because I, it 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 seemed all I could think was just like good job for for Derek making a come up, but at the same time I I couldn't figure out the motive behind it, um, and I'm also wondering if like this was part of Ghost's um, his proposition in the in the 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 parking garage and like, okay, here's what you know you know this about Derek, I mean about Tate, I know this about Tate, we can both fleece him, um, but we we shall see uh we get a few blocks away and that's just me guessing, but somewhere in New York we get Spanky and Two Bit kinda licking their wounds and making moves for uh for a come up. Uh we get the, the the funny realization that and I knew this was gonna happen at some point, that yes, uh not only did Two Bit steal uh ghost watch in the last episode, as fool is wearing it. Because, you know, that's what you do and uh they're making moves trying to figure out how to get back in. We get the realization that Tate of course did not wait to post a picture of Dre. Um he posted it probably the same day. Uh what did you think about um their uh, their plan to 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 well first they were trying to they were trying to figure out ways of to to kill Ghost. Mm-hmm. which even Spanky was like, yeah, I, you know, I'll ride with you, but Spanky knows Ghost's reputation. So like this could, be, this could be a suicide mission for you two, and uh but i not. Wasn't it Spank's idea? It was Spank's idea to kill him, though.
1: Spank was the one that came up with the idea to kill him. Was he? Yeah, because he I thought, was. A, I like, thought it was two bit. No, nah, I think Spank was like, and he was like, because I know you. Because then he, that's when he made the comment about, uh, you still got to thank for Ghost because you're wearing his watch. So, but maybe I, I, I could be misremembering. But yeah, the point. I mean, it was a funny scene. Another funny scene with these two, you know, knuckleheads. Um, trying to plan their way to get back into Tommy's good graces after being fired and re- probably realizing that they don't have any options in New York of uh, being a drug dealer um, since Tommy, you know, allegedly is the biggest drug dealer in New York without Tommy's approval. Um, so they came up with, the, you know, they came up with the crazy idea to first kill ghosts, but that's switching to let's go after an easier target. Well, no, it's switching to two things. Um, I think they switched from killing ghosts to let's just scare Lakeisha. You know, to well to yeah, back something off. That too. And then yeah, they needed that too. They the picture released, and they was get like, let's person. get Dre. Yeah.
0: I think um yeah, that that's what it was. It was um even if they get back on Tommy's good graces with Keisha around, it's still in it. they still need her out of the picture. Right. So it was like they need to get in his good graces and they scare her off scare her off. Um So, you know, they set their plan in the motion to have someone uh, pretty much scare her. And uh, that move is made. So we go to the top of some building in New York where Tariq is meeting up with Tommy and Tommy confronts Tariq and pretty much presses him out like, okay. Like, it's honesty time. Did you or did you not steal from me? Like, Tariq being Tariq is still gonna try and lie his way out of it. And Tommy just like, look, like I I know it. I know everything. Like, I just need you to say it. Like, just come clean. And Tariq Tariq comes clean, tells him that, yeah, I did that. And we get reality check number two on the day for Tariq. Where Tommy holds him over a build over the edge of a uh of a building. And for a second it really seemed like Tommy might actually drop this dude because we know Tommy's capable of it. He, of course, doesn't. And he finally cuts that last tie with Mm -hmm. Tariq. Like, I've trusted you. I've known you since you were a kid, and you betrayed me. Like, you've caused... Not only have you almost gotten me killed um, literally a day ago, but, like, you're causing dissension with my girl, with my team, and my business. And it's all because you refuse to be honest. And that that tie has finally been cut.
1: Yeah, how I mean he broke. I feel like feel? he broke Tommy's uh, number one rule about loyalty. He showed that yeah. he wasn't loyal, but in in multiple ways, he he lied to him multiple times, and he stole from him, which is I think was the biggest thing when he finally admitted that he had stole from him. And then of course, Tom, you know, like I said, Tommy with for Suge Knight, um, allegedly, you know, when he hung uh allegedly hung Vanilla Ice over a balcony, um, yeah. But this situation, like I said, the difference between this and the, the opening scene, I don't think Tariq thought his father would shoot him, but I think he definitely thought Tommy would drop him. Um, so, even though we know it doesn't scare him straight, I think it was more of a lesson that, like, oh, Tommy will do something crazy like this, and Tariq knows he will. Um, so, yeah, to me, good scene, another excellent scene. Um, and then, we, like I said, we saw the final, you know, because he don't care about Yes, the final kind of severance of Tommy's um, involvement with the St. Patrick family. When he finally said yeah. enough, even with
0: Tariq, and and I'm done with that family, all the good, yeah. But of course, yeah, it doesn't count because you know uh, we don't see her. But um, I thought that was a, a really, like you said, a really well done scene because you see the the full on disappointment in Tommy's face. Um, straight up, props to Joseph Secoria just for like his. His growth as an actor from the beginning of this series, not just the season, but from this series to where we are now, because he is he is hands down the most improved actor from the beginning of the series, um, who has consistently gotten better. And because in in the beginning, oh, man, they were all rough. But um, this dude, you could tell he he's really been working on the art of acting because, you know, the the. The scenes where he has to turn up the disappointment and like the heartache, um, he he's killing those scenes now. And you really you really get it in this scene that it's just like, I, I have to let you go, Tariq. Like, we're officially done. Um another interesting part about that was with if someone holds me over a ledge and tells me that they're they're done with me and I'm dead with them, I think. I would think that and especially like just kind of looking at the way Tariq was looking at at Tommy walk away, Tommy's now on the table for Tariq. Um he's he's officially been had his ties cut. So it's like, all right, if this is what it is, obviously I'm not going to come at you first, but if it goes down, you've obviously made your choice. So uh and we know how cold-blooded Tariq can be. So, um, yeah, great, uh, great, epi- great, great part of the episode. So we get the beauty shop, and uh, we get Keisha's defining moment of the series so far, where she's put she's literally back against the wall. An attacker comes in, um, name drops Ghost, smart on the smart sp- on the part of uh, Spanky and Two Bit. And uh, attacks Keisha. Keisha handles herself surprisingly well in this scenario. Uh, creates distance. Takes the arm cut. Gets the gun. Uh, the big gun, which, you know, uh, looks like a two-hander, but movies, I mean TV. And uh, takes him down. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we we finally saw Keisha
1: was able to handle herself, at least physically, um, when the pressure was on. But I also think with this um, the scene and not necessarily in the scene, but later on with her interaction with Tommy, I think the scene almost broke her. I think this was like kind of a make or break um, scene for her where she was really um, and we saw later in when she's talking to Tommy that this game is not really her long term plan or her long term future or something that she wants um, for her or her kid. And I thought it was going to kind of tip her into maybe taking Ghost's money. Um, you know, later we learned that she didn't, but I think she, like I said, she acquitted herself. Well, I think it was a cool scene. I think um, Lala's acting is horrible, um, but it, it gave her something. The only thing that always makes me mad about these TV shows is like, the same thing happened to Tosh, uh, Tasha early on. Like, if you're closed for the day, why is your door just unlocked? People just walk into your shop. you like, I'm closed. No, If you close, lock the door. Then dude wouldn't have yeah. been in there. But, you know, that's just TV, TV magic. TV I know any TV store TV haven't worked in one. Once the store was closed, the first thing we did uh, in my days of retail, was we locked the door immediately so people couldn't just wander in.
0: Yeah, and I, the the easiest logical thing is to say, well, you have that scene happen outside, mm. um, but it makes sense to have it inside because easy to film. Bro. They, huh?
1: I said it's easier to film.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, well, not even that, but like for story purposes, you you now you have a way to get rid of the body, whereas and if it happens outside, the police show up and that that changes the story. Because if the dude gets killed outside, the police show up and she flips right then and there.
1: Mm.
0: Where in this way, we get what we get later on because it's inside the shop. Um, but speaking of outside, meanwhile, a few blocks down, me again guessing, uh, in the parking lot of Truth, Dre is <laughs> closing down the shop for the night and uh, gets mollywhopped and tossed into a trunk. Yeah, so they're yes, playing and work. And yeah, they kidnap well, him. They take him back to little...
1: Tommy. Yeah, but I mean the the initial part of the plan worked. They got enough that they they were able to locate Dre pretty easily, you know, and then they kidnap him and bring him back to Tommy. So it looks like that the at least at that point he may have forgiven the Three Stooges and they may be back in his employ because they bought him the gift of um of Dre. But you know, fast talking Dre immediately starts running, you know, right into. I got an ankle monitor on. Yo, chill, chill, chill. You know, I'm I'm working with the cops. I'm trying to bust ghosts. Um, so it it stopped him from getting shot immediately in the trunk by Tommy, um, because Tommy even Tommy's not dumb enough to kill somebody with a ankle monitor on in his place of his secret drug layer. Um, so fast talking Dre once again got herself out of a tricky situation with some quick thinking. Um, and then we kinda I guess split ways. Tommy also gets the text from Keisha. He goes to steal with that situation and he leaves his three stooges with the task of getting rid of Dre for good.
0: Right. Um again, I like I like in that whole weird exchange, uh, we got BG saying, Wait a minute, shouldn't we use him? The enemy of my enemy? Like mm-hmm. I love I love what unfortunately we we would get um being BG's last moments. But uh just like he said, Dre is resourceful.
1: Yeah, somehow he always finds a way to weasel his way out of weasel almost every situation, man. He's been in a lot of bad situations.
0: Yeah. Snatches the phone, finds out that he's supposed to be meeting with Ghost. Yeah,
1: to introduce him to the, uh Jason, you know. Yeah.
0: Right. He he immediately gets a call from Jason and he puts his two and two together. Um, well, actually, no, I'm sorry. He, he got the call from Keisha. Call from he got the call from Keisha. Yeah. Um, we find out that the other part of their plan worked entirely too well because, of, like we said, there's a dead body in Keisha's shop. Um, we now know, of course, where the bandage came from that we were talking about in the previous episode. And uh, Keisha rightfully is having a, a mental breakdown because... Uh, I'm pretty sure when she opened up the shop today, she didn't think she was going to have to shoot somebody. However, she is now part of the life. Um, whether she's made peace or come to grips with the fact that this is a part of it, this is the part of it. Which Tommy tells her that like, hey, you can't, this is where we get the line. That like, you can't just decide when, and, when you want to be down and when you don't want to be down. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Like that whole, you know, not getting your hands dirty thing is that's not what you signed up for. Um, Keisha tells him that she just wants a normal life, which I, this is one of those things where Keisha clearly went into this thing, this relationship being unreasonable with unreasonable expectations. Um, nothing about Tommy is normal. So to Mm -hmm. think that you like Tommy is, is beyond damaged goods. Um, so, to think that you were enough to make him act normal is it's a tiny bit egotistical um I'm not saying that a guy won't change for a woman that he's into, but Tommy's no normal guy, you know what I'm saying, and you're asking you're asking a literal savage to not be a savage anymore and like flip a switch and and get it done so i this whole i wanna live in the suburbs thing. I thought that was like I, I don't I don't understand where where she thought that that was gonna be um a reasonable request at that moment. What did yeah, about that? I uh, thought this was gonna okay. be the
1: end of Keisha, honestly. When the way she was yeah. freaking out over the day about it, I thought Tom was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna show you a nice life in the suburbs and he was gonna be getting rid of two bodies that night. Um but, you know, yeah. You know, we also we found out that he does uh, you know, just skipping ahead real quick, that he does try to, you know, he's committed to Keisha. Um, even though she seemed like she's very likely to crack under any pressure, and it, it, granted, you know, to Tommy it seemed like, oh, it's no big deal. Let's just get rid of this body. To her, this is probably the most pressure she's ever been under. Like in the past, she's you know lied to the police or talked to the police, but she never had her life actually threatened. Um, the way it was yeah. threatening this thing where a guy you know had a knife on her. Um, so I thought you know she was gonna talk all that stuff. Tom was like, "Yeah, I understand, I understand." And then you know we was gonna be digging two shallow graves somewhere. Um, so you know Lala was horrible in this acting, as far as. But I got I'm not I'm not gonna talk about the acting no more. But Lala was, she's a horrible actress. I don't know if she wasn't Lala Anthony and Camilo Anthony's wife and a former VJ and friends with 50 Cent, she wouldn't be on no TV shows. But um, the same to me. It, it it definitely took a twist late in the episode when Tommy does give her a house as opposed to a bullet. We'll
0: get to that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um but you know what? I think she's going to be on another show though. Um Good luck. I think she's gonna be on the shy. Okay. Well, yeah, I think. But neither here nor there. Um we get Ghost meeting with Jason, waiting on a Dre that is not going to be showing up. Uh Tommy busting in <laughs> real busting in like Kramer on Seinfeld. A.O. Uh, hey, Ghost, can I can I highlight you outside for a second? Which I don't know what his plan was. Um, I guess they were going to have another tussle because he knew he couldn't kill him because Midge and his boys would have killed him right then and there. Right. Um, But we get the the bickering and arguing and it pretty much. Co- and this is where the episode kind of like. It felt like it took a weird turn for me. But, like, just out of the blue, Midge goes to, up until this point, he's like, I don't want you two interacting with each other. I, I don't want you two dealing with each other in any shape or form to immediate just being like, well, you two are working together now. Um, yeah. Almost without any real forethought. You know, he makes the statement that, like, you two are obviously better working together than you are apart. But it's just, like, it seemed really Really strange that like literally twenty four hours ago, you were you were aggressively suspicious when you caught them together and you jacked them of that mill. Now it's just like you could okay, you two are working together. Don't Mm -hmm. kill each other. Get out of my office. I think I think
1: that you know that was like he got tired of like he was the dad in this particular situation and he got too tired of his two sons you know two brothers bickering all the time because it's not going to get them anywhere with him because he's constantly having to play referee. He constantly has to keep some of his men, God and Tom, you know, you never see the men, but technically Tommy is paying some guys to protect him. So he got, he's got to put the resources in that. And then he probably did realize what a good team they made because he had to figure out that the reason why Tommy got all that money was because he was working with ghosts and in 24 hours, they was able to, you know, sell out his entire, all that product. So he knows they work better together. He knows Tommy is, you know, good at what he does. But he's at his best when he has ghosts to kind of be uh, the yin to a yang to keep him kind of um, like uh, kind of under control. So Tommy is just always just a hot cannon running wild. So he knows they work better as a team, and then he probably just got tired of the, the bickering and having to constantly you know use resources to keep these two from hurting each other. So now he just says, "You work together. One of you end up dead, no matter whatever the circumstances are. The other one's going to die by my hand." So. I think that's what it was, and then of course for the the show's purposes, they need a common enemy um, because you can't either, cause you can't have these you can't draw out for the next was it fifteen total episodes? I think we were on episode seven or eight. The next seven episodes is will they won't they kill each other? They got to have a common enemy in the middle that they can team up to fight against. Before I think they still have some type of ultimate last showdown against each other once they get rid of Jason.
0: And. I'll save my thoughts on the the team up, uh. Once we get to the the very end of the episode, um. So we we're back with the three Stooges watching Dre. And um, they're trying to figure out what to do with them, where to take them, because uh, they need to kill them somewhere where it's gonna make sense when that uh when that tracker pops up. Um, <laughs> Two bit makes the. The, uh, the line of, like, have we tried to, like, have we tried to, like, cut it off? Spanky makes the smartest line of people have been trying to figure that out for years, which was the only proper response to that. There's never been a movie or TV show where someone c- cuts off a tracker, an ankle monitor, and it works out for them. So, like, I'm glad that they didn't find a way to 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 finesse the way out of this. Um, so. Spanky and uh too bitter off to figure out where to get rid of this body, and they're also trying to figure out why they haven't heard from their boy that they sent to to, to scare Keisha. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get Dre being the master manipulator that he is. Um, the weirdest part about that was oh Dre got out of those those zip ties way too quick. That that was that's where that's where like my 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 disappointment kind of kicked in um he just he like he just kind of slipped off him like they were like party cuffs that were just too big um he starts eyeballing the gun Ugh, down goes bg yeah we um, lost the real that, one. That his, one his, his yeah, big heart that one hurt
1: his big heart once yeah. again um, was his downfall because any any hardened criminal do you, you think too bit given uh Dre a last call to somebody or anybody else goes on anybody giving anybody A last call to say goodbye to your loved one No And BG trying to be a good hearted person And thinking about probably his daughter You know and Not his daughter but Dre's daughter's particular situation Um, Opened up his heart too much Got caught slipping And um, no more three stooges
0: Yeah And I've I've been alluding to it All season That one or all of them was going to go down um i just hate that it was bg and i hate that it was this way um and it i think like now it it kind of makes more sense that he 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 did the move that he did in the last episode where he's just like hey man the kids missing and like that kind of set up the fact that like that's his his uh his achilles heel like you he don't like he don't like seeing kids suffer um, because I'm pretty sure he saw the picture, like, that's how they found out that Dre was back, um, that he was reunited with his daughter. So, like, BG has definitive proof that, you know, there he does have an actual kid, he's not just BSing. But, you know, Dre gets to drop on him, and uh, like I said, down goes BG. I definitely raised one up for him because he was he was definitely like the like you said, the gentle giant, the kind soul. Um, To me, like the way I I hope I hope Tommy goes ape for this, because in my eyes, even though he worked with him more. um, BG. Was to Tommy what Julio kind of was to Ghost. Is like. I can I can count on him. You know, obviously two different personalities. Well, four different personalities, but like Ghost knew he could he could count on Julio to get whatever he needed done. Tommy, despite, despite all his dysfunctions, knew he could count on BG to be there when he needed him. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. even Spank said it earlier, like, you always up under Tommy. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you know what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, you know, BG being low, the loyal dude that he was just like, Hey man, he didn't tell me, let's just keep working. You know what I'm saying? He, he was that dude. So <clears throat> down goes BG one up for you. Uh, and then it happens. It finally happens. Teflon Sachs left the vest at home. Walks in and here's the, uh, the recording. And finally, finally Sachs getting gets nailed. He sees the, the unicorn laying on the table. Uh, Blanca (laughs) with the look on her face like like let's see how you handle this Mm -hmm. and uh,
1: he tried to white man his way out of it too
0: oh of course oh
1: no, it's not it's not that I'm mediocre it's just that these guys are just really really good at their jobs come on
0: I I, but you know what's crazy that one that was the one line that like I actually kind of respected from him it's like it's not that I'm this bad at covering it up because he almost got away with it like we we can I can admit, despite all of his shortcomings, Sax was really good about covering his tracks and his grimy work. But it it was a true statement. It's not that I'm that bad. It's just that they're that much better, mm-hmm. and they are. Despite a lot of their their victories being like complete circumstance, Team Ghost is solid. They're they're the patriots of this show. So like, no matter how much you hate them. They somehow keep managing to come out on top. No matter how much you want them to lose sometimes, and the fact that they deserve to lose sometimes, they somehow manage to pull off the W. Um, speaking of Ws, uh, Dre has to die. I-, I meant to, I put a note in that, and I kind of missed it. Dre has to die. He's had way too many wins. So he, he has to go out, and he has to go out bad. But, um, yes, Saks finally got his. Any yeah. other thoughts on that before we move on to... No. I mean, they AI still didn't fire him,
1: though. Right now, he's technically still just on paid administrative leave until they figure out the investigation. So, he still ain't getting oh, his full he's... firing. But it's forthcoming. It's oh. coming. It's coming yeah. down the pike. Unless something crazy happened, we shouldn't see sacks anywhere else um, for a while. Not not at least trying to take down Ghost and Tommy.
0: I think. You want to know what I think? I, I, I usually like to save the theories for the end. I think I think Sachs pulled Knox but like in a way more a way louder way. I think Sachs tries to take matters into his own hands and gets killed. I think that's how he goes out. Interesting. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, so uh we we are at Truth where Tommy is back on his season 1 stuff, where he's just running up in Truth and uh yelling at Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, that other was so people were not in there. When
1: he was talking to Ramona, I mean, Ramona was standing there, and he just yelled, beat it, lady. I, I don't like, know why I found that oh so funny. God. I rewinded it, like, four or five times. I just thought it was hilarious the way he told her to beat it. He just was like, beat it, lady. And she just leaves. It just was funny. Uh, and oh, then Ghost man. was still trying to be, like, all oh, respectful, like, uh, you know, pardon yeah. us. And Tommy was just steaming yeah. mad. Um, but like I said, it, it it finally led to the uneasy compromise that we, you know, we been trying to get all season to where Tommy's like, okay, we got to take out Jason. Like, now Tommy sees that Jason is just a as is a, is a, a, a much as a thorn of his side as his ghost. So now they really are going full team up. Uh, I guess the truce is back on until they can figure out how to get Jason out of here.
0: Okay, but so he, he confronts him about the Keisha thing and Ghost says that he didn't send a hitter. Do you think Tommy believed that? It's true, he didn't. But like, do you think Tommy believed it because they kind of glossed over it?
1: I think I think Tommy believed it because Ghost would be that sloppy. You know, Ghost wouldn't sent somebody so easy that Keisha would have got the drop on him. Um, especially if he said, um, I think. The, the, Tommy alluded that this was payback for Angela. And Tommy was like, I mean not Tommy. Ghost was like, no, that ain't the payback for Angela. That wouldn't be the payback for Angela, me trying to scare Keisha. Payback for Angela will be, you know, me taking you out. That's the only payback that is for Angela. So I think he believed him. I think he was uh, more upset about the fact he offered her the money than he than he was about the guy who showed up claiming Ghost. Um yeah. was behind the reason why she needed to leave town. And
0: again, it's like, yeah, Tommy has a right to be angry that, you know, Ghost has tried to pay off another one of his girls to leave town. Actually I don't know if he tried to pay yeah, yeah, Holly told him. Holly told him that uh that he uh tried to pay her off. But like again, like Ghost knows what happens to people that fail Tommy, so so yeah, um, like you said, we get the team up. Um Ghost is just like get them where we need to get them and I'll make it happen which I thought that was just kind of lax daisy like after all I'll, I'll get I'll I'll save it for my final thoughts um so we get Tasha not Tasha wow we get uh Keisha and Tommy pulling up to the suburbs to this big old house and um Tommy just hands over the keys to which I'm thinking like okay you guys just ditched the body she just mentioned this whole suburbs yeah. thing <laughs> like a couple of hours ago and right. you got a whole house
1: and like, like I said I don't know how it is when you got you know that kind of money but if somebody who went through the uh home buying process in the last year you can't buy no house in no one day and they don't give you the keys until you pay for the house uh, or at least, you know, have your, in my case, the mortgage shut up to get the house. So you ain't in a couple of hours getting the house and the keys that quickly TV or not. Like I said, maybe it's different when you super rich and maybe he has enough funds that he can do something like that. But you know, that's real BS. Cause she didn't, like I said, she didn't mention, uh, and then when did he have time to do it? He went straight from getting right. rid of the body to meeting with, um, meeting with Jason and uh, Jason and Ghost to, Going back to meet with go to again at truth. So when he have time to buy a house and get the keys right. from the realtor,
0: and we know this man ain't got no real bank account. So it's like he he clearly paid straight up cash. Like we don't even know if Tommy has a legit like cover job. You know what no, I'm he saying? does.
1: He does because he get, he he pays um he pays Wishmajig with checks. He pays uh, Jason with checks. So he has some type of account. Because huh. remember, Jason is always saying, "I want clean money. I want you know he makes them pay him in checks, which is weird, but he doesn't like give him a duffel bag full of cash because that's why he needed ghosts think... to keep running the clean money through Truth to give him the checks to pay for um, to pay Jason in the past. Nah. So he must have some type of legitimate business account. I don't know, but I know, like I said, maybe it's different when you paying cash or you got to, enough to pay the house straight out. But it's a whole process of buying a house and you're damn sure ain't doing it in, in two or three hours. Yeah.
0: So I'm I'm tripping off this because the same thing It's just like, where did where did this house come from? How did you get these keys so quick? Um, and then they get in there and all I can think is just like, wow, this is a really, really nice house. Where's cash? Because you clearly didn't bring him. Right. To show him his new home. So you, you just, it's nighttime, you just,
1: you, so he he, just he doesn't left have a father him in the
0: apartment. Yeah, he just he just left cash in the apartment, huh, Keish? Some mess. Oh my god, just crazy. And then we get the final scene. uh, uh man.
1: to we, so we just full set off this? This to me, I thought um, it's it's set up for the spinoff. So I thought for sure at first it was gonna be, well they kind of led us down the path that it may be Tariq, uh, was what's her name Effie and his the roommate that might get the spinoff down the line, but we saw that blow up. This is setting up for the full spinoff. Uh, Tariq gonna make it out of the season. Uh, Tasha gonna make it out of the season. And Power Book Two is gonna be Tariq picking up the pieces and continuing moving on the drug game.
0: I don't even know. I I I'm still semi processing this. Like I I I appreciate the fact that like they had this conversation that that's needed to be had for a long time. Um definitely not the outcome that should have happened. Uh just the fact that but like I like the fact that like Tariq was finally fully honest with her um about just everything. Uh but and I have to point this out when Kanan's name was dropped again, she 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 flies off the handle. So if this is the setup for the the spinoff, they have to give us they have to give us that backstory. Because um, at this point, like, the mere mention of Kanan's name, it's like it's it's a catalyst for her. So we need a we need a reason. Like, we need to know what happened in the past that like sets her off every time she hears his name like that. You know what I mean? Um but you know, we get the the sort of the acceptance conversation that this is who you are, which that's I, I don't know. Maybe because I don't I don't have any family members that have been drug dealers or anything like that. Um but like it it I I still trying to process how Anyone can go to their their mother and be like, "I'm a I'm a hus I'm a drug dealer," that's who I am. Oh man! And their and their mom just be like, "All right, I'll help you. Like I'll help you be that." So I I don't have any points of references, but like,
1: oh that's real man. As- I've seen that happen before, so I know oh, yeah. that's real. People, yeah, people in certain situations like you don't really want to see it in a situation like that. Where, well, I guess you would because. They're not like, a, a, you know, they haven't been always a wealthy family. Tasha grew up. I mean, she grew up and helped drug, uh, ghost build his drug empire. So she is, for all her fancy clothes and the the luxurious lifestyle they've been living over the last, I guess, 10 or 15 years, however long the kids been alive. She ain't always from that. And she is from a place where you do have mothers who encourage their kids to get into that type of game or who help their kids in that game, who will hire drugs at their house. Or, or let their kids sell drugs out of the house, all that type of stuff. So, I'm not totally shocked by it. Um, and like I say, ultimately, I think that's going to be the spinoff. So, I think that's where that's headed. Um, so, I'm not shocked that she was a, agreeable to assisting him because, like, she's she's also in a situation where, like, he not he he's not going to stop. He's making it clear that he's not going to stop. He's gonna find a way to do it one way or another. And she at least under his, she believes under her guidance. He won't end up dead like reina or in jail so she thinks even though it's not the smartest thing or not something the normal mother would do she still thinks it's in his best interest for her to help him not get caught or get killed than to let him just run reckless and wild because he's gonna do it anyway
0: ah uh, i got nothing um we, we shall see. Uh, I mean, if this is setting up the the spinoff, it's it's fairly early. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's fairly early to to plant these seeds. Um, but we shall see. Um, overall, what did you think of the episode? Uh,
1: uh, I think it was much better than last week. Like I said, last week was really? uh, uh, last week was very disappointing to me. Last week was quite a letdown. This one. I think had more intrigue, had more drama, um, had a little bit more action. Um, I think just the, like I said, I think the silliness, the silliness of the um, whole 24 hour drug thing. And then the robbery of truth was just, it kind of let that kind of put that episode down. And then it was good because this was a, that it had that buffer episode um, from how good episode was that the one with Proctor Dye was in. So, if, if this episode had come straight after that Proct episode, it might not have been as good to me. Um, but it was much better than last week because it had a buffer episode in between it. And it actually got back to kind of at least some plausible sense uh, when it came to the 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 the, the, um, the storyline of this particular episode. Last week's storyline was just really silly to me. And it kind of threw me out of the moment of it.
0: I've, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm more just like I'm not necessarily disappointed by this episode. But like It got real kind of jumbled at the end, like everything, the pacing of it. It seemed like it was I felt last week's episode was paced fine. Um, I didn't have an issue with the with the plot uh, and the the um, the the 24 hours, which ended up being 48 hour um, ordeal that they were in. I I didn't have a problem with it. I feel like I feel like they handled it fairly well um, as opposed to many other things. That had to that they've had to deal with, I, I still think that their their plan to rob truth was a more sensible plan than the two of them trying to kidnap Alicia Jimenez. Uh, even even Tommy's plan worked out entirely too well for it to make much sense. But this episode, like it, it I was I was fine with the pacing of it until that last few minutes where it's just like okay you know you swerve where um Keisha's showing signs that 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 she's clearly not cut out for this and this is not what she wants and in a in a more in a bigger swerve Tommy doesn't kill her but he buys her a house um out of nowhere uh we get the we get the the force team up by by midage which like It was, that whole interaction was just kind of strange. Like, while I understand the whole, the parallel of him having to play dad was just like, all right, fine. I'm going to make you two play this game together and learn to go along. But just the way he's been handling things between them up until this point, for him to just be like, fine, whatever, you, you two go play together. Like, that seems strange to me. And then, you know, Tasha going from, essentially saying that everything that's wrong with Tariq um is somewhat is for the most part from her view ghost's fault to and and part of this is them them having real interactions throughout this episode this was this was probably my issue like if they'd have expanded on her and Tariq interacting a little more through the episode I could have accepted it but like for as much as Tasha has been telling Tariq and Ghost to like you know you're your son's child and you need to you need to fix this to her just being like, all right, I'm gonna teach you the grid. I'm gonna teach you the drug game. Just fully being on board. Like, all right, you're you're, your dad, son. I'm not going to fight it anymore. Um, I'm just going to teach you the drug game. Like with no real, you know, reserves or anything like that. More. So the only thing she was more concerned with was you have to be honest to me. I don't care if you're honest to your dad, but you have to be honest to me. That is, that just weirded me out even more it's just like this they it feels like they just kind of wrapped up that end the the end of the episode um and i'm curious to see what happens next episode i like i said i didn't hate this episode i didn't think it was bad but i was it left me kind of like what what are we doing like that's what it kind of left me with um we get the the, the 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 not even that reluctant but reluctant team up between Tommy and Ghost, where it's like all right we got to kill Mittage. it's like you, Ghost has suggested that a few times this season, and now Tommy's just without he doesn't even fully acknowledge it he just kind of walks away from Ghost but it's like okay so he's he's on board I take it is that what we're what we're to assume because it it just none of it felt It, uh, I, I'm still trying to figure out how to put it because that's just kind of how, a, how the episode left me in the end. Like I, I was fine with where it was going, but like when it got to where it ended, I was just like, I understand. Like I, I, I don't know. Um, I think I'm more perplexed because you're not the only one to say that. Like last week's episode was. I've heard some people say last week's episode was bad or weak or trash yeah. or whatever. I mean, Which like everybody in our team hated it.
1: Like, I'm, I'm just talking about, our, like, you know, I can't talk about the, the Which world. Which I don't. But everybody don't... in our group message, nobody liked that episode. We, like, normally we have a, for people who are listening, we have a Tuesday recap in our group message. And after the Proctor episode, the message, uh, the messages was blowing up, going crazy uh, for like a good, you know, almost up to an hour. This week it was like five or six comments, and basically everybody was like that episode last week's episode was just trash. nobody liked it. nobody enjoyed it. nobody liked it. um
0: I enjoyed it Let's I mean you like
1: that. said well like I, said, I, I the majority it. of us didn't like it. Yeah. I think you were the only person in the entire group that was like they you liked it a little bit. nobody else really liked it or enjoyed it. We didn't even have a discussion because people didn't enjoy it and I say everybody has to enjoy everything. It's a lot of stuff that people don't like um and I didn't poll the rest of the power washing community. Um, but just with our small circle, nobody really liked that episode. It wasn't a very good episode, uh, and maybe they won't like this episode either. Just for me, it was a lot better um, episode. It kind of kind of got the storyline straight back on path. I feel like last week's episode was more like off some oceans eleven, twelve zany plots and uh, weird robberies and killing random characters type of stuff. And this kind of got us back into the show itself and what always happens from season to season. So, like I said, it's just an opinion. Everybody's opinion. If you liked it and you thought it was a good episode uh, or not as good as an episode as last week's, you know, it's a flip-flop from the week before when most people didn't like that episode, but they might like this one. So, nobody's right or wrong. It's just an opinion. It's just, you you know, your personal belief on it. Um, And to me, I think this episode was much better. And it wasn't a great episode. Definitely, every episode of Power has a bunch of plot holes and random things that don't make sense. Um, But it was a much better episode and improvement of last week. It 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 built off of what I thought was a pretty bad episode last week to get us back into a more positive, um, positive thing moving forward as far as getting excited about these last uh, three or four episodes. Because I think how many episodes we got left? I think this was episode seven. I think
0: like three. Yeah, we probably have about I think three before the break.
1: Yeah, so this is episode seven. I think so. There's eight, nine. Yeah, three more episodes. Um, so it it kind of got me back excited about the show because last week's show. And and like I said last week, a lot of that was because of how high we were coming off that the Proctor Death episode. That was uh, and, uh, most people's definitely the opinion the best episode of this season and one of the best episodes of Power Ever to last week's episode that just was kind of like a big decline in my opinion. So it was like a buffer episode to me. This It could only go up of how bad last week's was to me.
0: So, what do you what do you feel about? Um, did you watch the the on the next episode of Power? Right, to me,
1: didn't give us nothing. I don't remember anything really standing out in that. You know, next week that got me excited or got me looking forward to seeing uh, where the plot Ooh. might be going. Like, I don't think the only thing that so... really stood out to me was uh, Tasha telling um, Tariq you know, like everybody's gonna be looking at you or all eyes on you or something like that. But the little recap did nothing for me.
0: Did you you didn't see Ghost in his sneaking suit? Yeah. It looked like it looked a lot like it looked a little upgraded, like he was hanging out with Blade. <laughs> yeah. So but there was that and then there there was a, a Tariq line of like, you know, um it was it was something it was something smart ashes. It was just like it was something along the lines of like, you know, you don't want me to sell drugs like you or something like that. Another one of those, those smart ass to read comments, which all I could think was just like, dude, like, I don't, again, he just didn't want this for you. Like, I don't understand why, why why is that a point? I don't understand. Like, yes, Ghost has done some messed up things. To be totally honest, like the, the worst thing Ghost really did was cheat on Tasha the whole drug dealing thing he did that off camera to begin with to you know provide a life for his family and so that his his kids wouldn't have to do that he's been adamant about that from day one and it blows my mind that that's the thing that Tariq is angry about with with the he's angry the most about with uh with ghost he's like why won't you teach me the drug game that's all like that's like it's it's the the extreme version of why won't my dad let me play football you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Like, well, you played football why won't you let me play football that that's a little more understandable it's like well you sell drugs why won't you let me sell drugs dad i don't understand like all i want to do is sell drugs like you no th- this isn't the same thing this is not the same thing but we shall see um what 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 comes of that we, it looks like we see uh Tariq in a new school uniform. So, well, it looks like we're we're going to see him setting up shop uh, at the new school, and I guess getting his uh, intro class to to hustling.
1: Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Mm, nah, I'm just I'm excited. i got remote uh rejuvenated. Looking forward to these last three episodes before this break. Um, see if any more bodies going to fall. Uh, what's in store for? Uh, oh, one thing I did see in next week's episode was um, it looks like uh, Tommy was talking to Cash, and then oh, later yeah. on they show um,
0: Cash gets a check.
1: Yeah, yeah, to- Cash is gonna be an episode because he's Tommy's telling Cash to uh, if anybody says anything or bothers you, especially the police come to me. And then we see Keisha doing something, and Tommy like slams a, b- a box down in the background. They like like they sitting up their kitchen, and Tommy is mad about something. Slams a
0: box down. So I uh, damn. We see the concerned look like maybe I'm in mean, like maybe So maybe she said right. something
1: foul or maybe she did something weird and Tommy's anger is about to bust out on her. But no, nah, nah, no, no no nothing new nothing else. Just mm-hmm. looking forward for these last three. Uh hopefully we we'll get some good episodes.
0: Maybe what about um, you, run I feel this uh, pretty much the same. Um we get the stealth suit back. So excited to see that back in the play. Um my guess is he's probably going to take out some some unnamed henchmen. Um, you know, to clarify, like I i I was more con- left confused by the pacing of the last 10 minutes. So I wasn't fully disappointed. Um, I'm still curious to see, you know, where where this is all going to turn out. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how we get down to the bottom of Proctor's murder and where where Blanca, the only good cop in New York. Uh, comes, you know, comes out of left field with. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm still yeah. pumped to see what what we, uh, what we're what we're gonna get before this this break. Yeah. Uh, because then we gotta wait till what next year.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's a full year, but I think it's it's gonna be at least into the new year. So I don't know when the second half of season six starts, but it'll be, you know, after January. It won't be in. It'll be in 2020.
0: Okay before we before we go i'm I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick because i just had a thought but if you could get one thing like it is it may not even be plausible it could be a, a guest star or an event or something like that um if you could get one one thing to happen just for you in this uh in these last three episodes before the break um what 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 would it be? Like just something to either kick it up or not, a concept. What what would it be?
1: Hmm. To me, I need uh let me try to think. I, I need I need another big death, to be honest with you. And I think it, it, it can't just be like like I don't even think a Dre will be enough. I think it needs to be somebody like major, man. I need a at this point is key you think Keisha's a bigger character than Dre at this point?
0: Um, I don't think she's bigger, but she is expendable. She's more expendable than Drake. Yeah.
1: I need something like that. I need Keisha either to go to the police or, um, or die. Or if not Keisha cash, I need cash to die. Cause that was one of my uh, yeah. predictions all along. I don't need him to die. I don't want the little dude to die. Uh, but I need something. I need something big or major to come out of all this build up We getting out of Keisha and his will she or won't she. And I need that to happen in this Lex three episodes. I need that to happen before the break. Because if I don't, I feel like we wasted this whole year looking at her uh, and all this foolishness that we're not going to get a payoff.
0: Man, you, you swung for the fences with that one. You didn't even really have to think that hard on that one either. I, I just want to commend you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you ready for Keisha? I, I know I make fun of her hoops a lot, but I I, I didn't want to sentence her to death so quick. Um, I mean, I need something big. I, was, I, I got you. I <laughs> Man, that makes my thought, like, so much, like, <laughs> so much smaller. I just wanted, like, a uh, at least a one-episode return of Laces so we can get Kendrick Lamar back on screen. Uh, that's all I wanted. I just wanted to see him back in the mix, maybe maybe mess oh, with yeah. Tariq's operation, or, or maybe, like, he shows up looking for Kanan and and gets somebody hemmed up or something like that.
1: Yeah, I forgot. Should for a straight? second, I was like, who are you talking about? What a skit... Oh, you said lace. I thought you were talking about Effie. I was like, who the hell is laces?" No, 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 I remember I remember his. Uh, he should have won an Emmy for that. That was pretty good. That was yeah, pretty that, funny. Was
0: a, that was an amazing. That was like a straight up good performance, like a great performance. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like. <laughs> hey, maybe. <laughs> you swung they, for the fences. They might find you a way. To, you want Keisha out of there.
1: I'm, I'm saying, I want either her to die or I want uh, Cash to die and then her to really get. Because um, cause they also got to find a way to tie the AAUSA back into this. Because now nobody yeah. from the off, the original office is is around anymore. If, if Sachs is ultimately fired, so they got to keep Warner hard pressed into taking in this organization. But at this point, Warner might not care about care about Ghost anymore. He might just be focusing on what they were originally trying to do, which is find Angela's killer. Which well, which, which was which was supposed to have been what Sax is supposed to be investigating, and not necessarily trying to just put it on
0: Ghost. Well, didn't um didn't Blanca make a? she, I felt like she made a connection to Tariq's testimony. Um, Well, and well, you know what? She did. Because Lisa Marie says that um, she went to go get, she left with Tariq.
1: Yeah, Tariq never mentioned something. Right, that he... But that's Proctor's murder. That's not daughter's
0: Right, but there's still the reason she was questioning Tariq was about Proctor's murder. Yeah,
1: they all tied together. So,
0: like, yeah. So, they uh, they haven't seen the last of uh, a Blanca. So we shall see. Like, I, so I think the AUSA's are still going to be kind of tied into mm-hmm. to the to you know to the St. Patrick's vote. We shall see. All right, you want to go ahead and wrap this up?
1: Yeah, man, let's get out of here. Uh, as always, you can always find us um, POP Podcasts on everything where you ever find great podcasts. Go to the IG and have some fun. Look at the. Uh, Those videos you put out, those clips you make for us, that are pretty dope. uh, Check those out on there. Um, You know, hit us up, comment section on SoundCloud. You know, do us a favor, like. We we've been getting a a pretty consistent uh, number of views or listens, so I appreciate everybody who listens. uh, But like, you know, share it, repost it, give it a give it give it it to somebody who may not be listening to it and share it. Uh, So look out for us. Where can
0: they find you, brother? Um, find me at. Off the clock pod or FFTHA clock pod on um, many a platform, you know, by everywhere you every, name Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, and so on and so on. Um, also on Twitter, also on Instagram, also on Facebook. And uh, again, for the Power Post Game Report, we will see you guys next time. Uh,